Hello, back again. Kaleidoscope episode 12. Mitch and I just want to preface by saying this is probably the sixth fucking time I've hit record. Uh, we've had some hiccups here and there because someone can't get the damn intro correct. Anyway, yeah, we're back. Hello. How's it going, guys? Yeah. <laughs> now, having said that, if I didn't mention it before, which I may have, we're going to talk about game design. All right, we're going to start with open world game design and then we'll just see where we go from there so yeah we've both been playing red dead you beat it right yeah i've uh i beat red dead redemption too fucking awesome game it is it is i'm making my way through it and (laughs) fucking long to say the least um but in case any of you are playing red dead right now don't worry we will not be spoiling the story yeah we're not we're not gonna spoil any story beats or anything like that we're just going to go over the structural design philosophies and you know what's good what's bad etc and in other games too that's just sort of a starting point anyway so yeah uh there's obviously a lot to love about it but there's things that as you you well know piss me the fuck right off like just irritate me to no (laughs) so i would say chief among them is the honor system yeah, it, it's it's, uh, it's bad. It's broken. It's practically broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I gotta say, it's, I I love Rockstar Games when they with their design philosophy when it comes to making open world games because when you look at the Grand Theft Auto series, they pretty much wrote the book on what an open world should be, which is this large world where the player has the complete freedom to do as they wish, be it. Uh, steal every car they see or to just like ram through crowds of aliens and getting into high octane police car chases and involved in fiery explosions and death and murder everywhere. So that's kind of like where they made their bread and butter. And it's so weird. It's kind of like, I don't know. It's, it is definitely an oxymoron, I guess, if I'm using that word correctly, to make an open world game design about being an outlaw and then penalize you for being an outlaw. Well, particularly because among the honor system within it, they make so they they poorly define the rules, right? So within the context of the story, narratively, you know, it's pretty clear. You're kind of a fucking prick. So, you know, you do a lot of fucked up outlaw type things. There's lots of murdering and stealing and then more murdering and more stealing. And, you know, that that's fine. Whatever. That's part of the narrative. I think everyone's happy with that. That's fun. And then there there is no moral consequence besides, you know, what whatever is said during the narrative and however you feel about it. But as far as the actual honor system meter, the bar... It has no impact, none. You could do the most fucked up things during a mission. It does nothing for your morality within the context of the of the honor system. However, if you do the slightest fucking thing incorrectly within the rules of the game as it's structured, you're penalized. And I mean, yeah. we're talking fucking minor here. Like I've told you before, I was riding past this this fucked up little village area, and I bumped into a a, a young lad's goat, and it was, you know, it's a fucking goat. I, I mean, I like goats. They're cool. They're pretty funny. I like their little <laughs> screams and shit. And when they talk and yell, I mean, who don't? 
who don't lo- love a good goat compilation. I mean, shit, that was in my Tinder profile for fuck's sake. But those are delicious. Sure, I can't say I've eaten goat, but okay. I mean, I like goat milk. Anyway, we're talking about fucking goats and eating them and milk too much. <laughs> so the point is, bumped into this guy's goat. Goat gets pissed, rightfully so, and charges at me. It's a total accident, you know. Then, <coughs> okay, fair enough. Then the fucking dude, the, the dude that owned the goat, flips the fuck out. And the fucking dude has like two teeth in his head, this fucking hillbilly, and just starts shooting the fuck out of me. Just some random event. You know, it's not scripted or anything. And that's fine. Whatever. That's cool. I don't have a problem with that. I like that. That's that's fun and funny. But the problem is that because I bumped into the goat, I got negative honor. It was an accident. I mean, you know, you could argue that morally it's wrong to run into goats, but it's the fact that the game's controls, you know, they're a little wonky and shit. And it, it it's just in the way is the best way I could describe the morality system in the game. It's in the fucking way. It just stands in the way between you and having fun. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't be good or do good things or whatever. I mean, but there doesn't need to be this obtrusive bar dictating everything that you do. Yeah, and I think, like, with me, like, the the moment the honor system kind of just got annoying for me was anytime you find this camp where there's where there's like any NPCs and they're just camping out and they see you, they immediately act hostile towards you, telling you to like fuck off. And when you don't do it on time, they'll start opening fire on you. Usually I just fucking shoot back then. Like you fire you shoot me, I shoot you back. But I get penalized for doing that. Or yeah. whenever or whenever I find like murdered people on the road, like I find a bunch of hillbillies murdering some nice folks, some nice rich folks. I'm like, well, everyone's dead. I'm just going to lose your corpses. Nope. Negative. Negative. <laughs> negative fucking I mean, like, water. How, how is that? Sure. I, I mean, they're, like they're dead. Like they're not yeah. going to need. It's, I well, it's not them. like, it's not like, yeah, it's not like you killed them. And it's not like you went to a fucking graveyard and, and dug up their corpse and took the fucking jewelry off their neck. You know what I mean? They're just fucking laying. It's the old west. Like it's the fucking old west. They're laying there dead. Yeah. You know, it's a fucking it's, savage world. You're just yeah. trying to survive. And you know, going back to like what you said earlier about how the game doesn't need, you know, an honor system to penalize you when you're doing wrong. You're right because the game already has a bounty system where, when you do criminal acts in public, or at least when innocent civilian sees you and reports your crimes you get a bounty and that's that's fine you know i can live with that uh grand theft Auto does the same thing you do enough bashing the open world the cops are going to be on your ass yeah but in and of itself we'll we'll, we'll get to that in a minute i was just gonna say in and of itself that that has problems as well but go ahead uh but no just like there there's already a viable and much more in-world penalizing system for your wrong actions that is congruent with the the characters you're playing as. Like, it makes sense that an outlaw will have runniness with the law, so why include this honor system if it's just going to be two different layers of shit that you have to avoid then? Right. It's, it's, well, it's a redundancy is what it is. It definitely isn't necessary. It's superfluous. So, 
what irritates me too is obviously how sensitive the the wanted system is right it's incredibly sensitive you bump into a fucking goat if, if you're riding your your horse through town and you accidentally bump into a guy you know it's all hell breaks loose another example i was walking by this guy near a saloon and he was he was he beat up a guy and i just greeted him i didn't even antagonize him i just greeted i just said hey you know quit that or you know what what the fuck ever and he tells me to fuck off and just like you said i didn't fuck off fast enough and he started shooting at me so i don't shoot back i don't i don't do anything um but i did punch one of them who shot me the law comes after me there's a fucking bounty on me all this shit and the law comes after me and they don't do shit they eventually go after him as well but you know, I was penalized there too and had to pay a bounty and all this bullshit. So, I mean, that's fucking ridiculous. If someone shoots at you in real life and you punch them in the fucking face, I mean, I, hell, that's the nicest thing you could do, frankly. So, it's just at odds with a lot of things in the game. And on top of that, it again, it doesn't make sense. The benefit, the 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 fiscal benefit for being good is that shops give you discounts right but you're a fucking outlaw you you thieve what i'm probably just gonna steal it anyway or i'm gonna find it out in the open world like there's rarely been a time where i went to a shop and i needed to buy something mm-hmm. that i couldn't just find out in the open fucking world now usually, usually the big, i just buy ammo yeah yeah but i mean even then like you could do that shit from the camp throughout yeah but i mean like like special ammo like uh right velocity right. and express rounds yeah well you know, either way, like, it's not that big of a deal. Um, and you have so much fucking money, which is another problem with the game, which we'll get into. You have so much fucking money that it doesn't even matter. Like, who cares if there was a penalization? The bit, or, you know, that penalty would be small in the grand scheme of things financially. So the biggest thing is how characters treat you, which, again, why would you want to? It's one thing to be an outlaw. And to ignore the rules. It's another to be a piece of shit. And it's it without going into story shit, it's called Red Dead Redemption for a fucking reason. As was the first game. Right? I yep. think that's pretty clear cut without getting into too much. You're just trying to be better as the story progresses. So that goes without saying. I mean, again, it's in the fucking title. And as a result, you don't want to be an asshole. Particularly as as things progress, you don't want to be a prick. You don't want people to hate you. You don't. You want to do the right thing. You want to do good. And I mean, there there have been I've read studies on this shit where they did this huge study on a bunch of can't remember where I read this or when, but they did a huge study on tons of of players and they ask, you know, do you choose the good or bad choices in in choice based games? And like eighty something percent said they choose the good side, which makes sense because most people want to do the right thing most people want to be good now we can debate all day whether or not they are good that's an entirely different discussion but most people want to be good or do good uh so they're going to choose that but much like dishonored which may be another game that we'll bring up later you it's sort of at odds because what doing the right thing is usually the more difficult choice and it's usually the less fun option and that's sort of where the game design starts to fall apart within the context of the open world. Because it says, you know, you're an outlaw. You want to do outlaw things. Not that I want to be a bad person, but sometimes I want to do fucked up shit. I'm an outlaw. It's fun. It's chaotic. 
It's the Old West. That's the entire point. And even though the story is a redemptive arc, nonetheless, I want to be free and be an outlaw, particularly earlier when, you know, you're not upheld to any kind of standard. So all I'm saying is like, as I am in that fucking world and I'm trying to be free and have fun and do this, and then you're, you're told, you know, you're an outlaw. And in the story, I'm doing all kinds of fucked up, very morally questionable shit which is great and fun, then it says, okay, get out there, champ. Go explore the world. And then you do, and then it just fucking completely ties your hands together for so much of the time. You're, you're constantly restricted with everything. So it's at odds. It's very much, you know, uh, a complete contradiction where you, it's telling you, you know, go be free, go be an outlaw, go explore. But then as soon as you start, to, and, and it's almost nagging you to not necessarily nagging you but certainly encouraging you to explore and experiment but then the moment you do it's almost always a negative consequence that is not worth your time there are numerous events throughout the game that are unscripted just random events where you know you're encouraged to do something that seems fun and seems uh like something you would want to do or is profitable or beneficial in some way and then you end up completely wasting your time. And one example is the, the, and again, this isn't a story spoiler. It's just a fucking random, random event, totally random. So, uh, in, in one of the areas later in the game, you, (coughs) there's a, there's a homeless man and he's begging for change. So I give him the change. You give him like a quarter or whatever. And he tells me that he heard a rumor that, there is a poker game, a high stakes, like expensive, highfalutin poker game upstairs above this store. So I go in the store and, you know, confront the owner and I'm like, you know, fucking take me back there. And, you know, I go back there and there's a guard and I talk to the guard. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? You know, I want to know. I want that fucking money. So he's like, okay, okay, don't fucking hurt me. I go upstairs and I'm like, oh shit, this is really awesome. What a cool dynamic event. This is so fun. And I get upstairs. And I see him playing poker. I'm like, what? you better give me, give it up. Give it up. I robbed the motherfuckers. One dude's covering the safe. He don't want to give it up. They're telling him, Let, fucking move from the safe. Get the fuck out of the way. Give him the money. He's going to fucking kill us. So dude gives me the money in the safe. It's 50 bucks. Now that sounds like a fucking lot in 1899. But again, one of the major fucking problems of, of the game is that it gives you way too much money for particular story missions. There are certain missions throughout the game that reward far, far, Far too much fucking money to where you could afford to do every single solitary fucking thing in that game and then some several times over. So it's completely at odds with the narrative structure, which is we need money. That's the fucking without going into story bullshit. The gist of it is we need fucking money. Okay, well, I'm constantly being rewarded. I have a shit ton of money, thousands of fucking dollars, which is an ass ton at that period of time. And so... I, I'm told to go rob this fucking poker game. I go rob it. I get 50 bucks. So what's the fucking incentive? And here's the dilemma there. That's fine in and of itself. You could argue, well, what's wrong with that? Well, here's what's wrong with that. So I'm super quiet, super stealthy. I hogtie everybody. Don't fire a single, single bullet. And this is why the wanted system in and of itself is flawed. Uh, moving away from the, the wanted, the honor system, which is separate. The wanted system is flawed because all of a sudden, we're in fucking 1899. Motherfuckers don't even have walkie-talkies to my fucking knowledge. All right? 
What are they using? Fucking Dixie cup and string? All of a sudden, well, the hey, fucking marshals, these motherfuckers they, instantly knew where I was. Instantly. Hey, dude, didn't you know, like, 1899 police officers were all telepaths? Dude, they fucking must be. <laughs> these motherfuckers instantaneously, even though I was quiet as a mouse, no one was around me. Somehow, they instantly fucking knew what I did and everything. So there's no escaping the situation. So I have to run out of the situation, try not to shoot anybody, have to kill a couple people, which is the only way I can survive. Bounty ends up being close to $200. I fucking lost money. I lost yep. money. What the fuck was the point? You could and, argue, oh, it's the fun of it. No, that's just frustrating design. It's not rewarding. Yeah. And you know, and what kills me is... This is like one of my biggest problems with Red Dead Redemption 2 is when you come back, when you're coming from the first game in the original Red Dead Redemption, you can find in the game world by just doing gang hideouts, uh, pardon layers. So anytime you rack up a high bounty and you didn't want to use any of your money to, to clear it, you just go to the post office and just give them one of the pardon layers and all of your crimes will be forgiven and yeah. it kills me that red dead redemption 2 didn't have yeah, that eight fucking years ago they yeah, had that eight it's years strange ago. it's very strange and a weird omission to say the least so especially because like the bound like the bounties go really high like the the longer you're the more crimes you commit like yeah like if you're if you get in a situation where the cops are chasing after you and you're just trying to get away from them, you can't even try to fight back. Like that No, you're bound killing to keep a bunch going of cops. Up. No, just like you're just like literally if you're out in the wilderness and you're just trying to evade these motherfuckers but they're like hot on your heels, like you just you just have to buy you just have to keep going until you lose them. You can't just stop and gun them down and just stay out in the wilderness a while longer and, until it goes away. No, because if you do that, like the bounty just goes the bounty too goes up. high. And here's, and and here's the problem again. Most of your money on that. Doubling down on my problem with this issue is that how, why? Okay, think about this. So your bounty, say $150. And let's say three or four of them run out. Some of the fucking marshals or whatever the fuck they are. They run out after you. They're on the hunt. They're trying to take you out. You kill them. Bounty goes up. How? They're fucking dead. They're dead. How can can motherfucking headquarters, HQ over <laughs> here, how can the fucking main database frame, some fucking ledger somewhere on a fucking, under a damn shitty desk, you know, in some rickety shack, how the fuck did they know that I just killed those motherfuckers? How? How? So the bounty's just fucking magically higher. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and and you could do shit to a total stranger. Like, okay, even though I don't agree with the honor system, I could see how, like, just killing a total stranger out in the middle of fucking nowhere would make your honor go down. Because, like, that's not tethered to a system within the confines of the law. It's just good and bad. So, okay, fine, it went down. Fair enough. But you could fucking kill someone out in the middle of nowhere, and you could be penalized, and then the fucking... Now, to be, they're a little more fair with the bounty shit. I don't, I don't really kill strangers, so I don't know if like there's an instantaneous fucking bounty or anything like that. But no, I know there could because, be witnesses. Uh, there are witnesses, yeah. and if they get away, okay, so that's fair. 
Yeah, that's like, there. You the, got the only tricked. thing is, like, if you kill anyone, a uh, random civilian in the wilderness, like, out in the open world, like, no, like, you do not get a bounty on that. Like, you'll lose, you'll just lose honor. Like, the only time you'll get a bounty is if, uh, yeah, someone sees your crime and then reports it to the uh, police. But you can always, like, chase them down and either scare and, them or beat them into submission. Yeah, and what irritates me is, so, you know, that sort of covers, like, the honor shit and the wanted shit. There are other things, too. They irritate the fuck out of me, as I've said before. The fast travel system is just fucking awful and obscure. It's and just so how, bad. And that the you know bandana and mask it doesn't is just broken. It's, it's broken. It doesn't work. Crap. Like what? The way it should work is when you put the bandana on, regardless of your actions, your honor does not fluctuate. Okay. Like in Red Dead Redemption One. Right. It it's like they went backwards. That's what it should work. Okay. Because your honor, as far as I. I mean, that's at least the way they seem to imply. Your honor isn't a, a statement on your interpretation of your own honor. It is other people's interpretation of you. So, like, if you have good honor, people treat you good. You have bad honor, people treat you shitty, right? So, it's like, the bandana should protect you from judgment one way or the other. So Especially I mean? from the law. Like, you know, I'll, I'll give leeway to the honor system when it comes, because... You could also interpret it as like just how you, as Arthur himself, sees him. So if he goes around killing innocent civilians, yeah, see that would be actually... fine. That would be fine, but well, it is. Just... But it yeah. isn't. It isn't that way because it's no, actually, very some... much dictated based on the interactions with the law. Well, yeah. Well, no. Actually, sometimes uh, when you do actually go crazy like that and you lose some honor and you go back to camp, you'll actually talk the. I think it's Mary Beth, and like Arthur will confess that he's been doing all this shit. I know. And he I've, I've had that experience. Yeah, but, but the and, bandana should definitely protect you from the bounty system. And that is because your face is covered. They yeah, can't, it's, they it's shouldn't fucking, be able to know. It's a fucking mess to say the least. And again, moving past that because we've harped on that for too long, is is the uh, it's the fast travel. It's fucking awful. Yep. Like there eventually there com- becomes there is some fast travel. You know, you you have the option to upgrade your camp throughout the game, and then there is a there's an option buried within there deeply to, and it's not clearly stated, and it allows you to fast travel outside from your camp to other prior visit visited previously visited locations. But that's it; you can't fast travel back to them. You can fast travel between major cities, and that is all. And the problem with this is that the game is fucking massive. It's huge. It takes yep. four fucking ever to get. Point to point, which, it, you know, it's a beautiful game and it can be a joy to explore, but the design can be so frustrating sometimes because it takes so long to get from point A to point B. Especially it's fucking like, forever. I, yeah, especially because I want to like, just preface this. I just want people to understand like how long the trek it is. Now, let's say you start all the way from like Van Horn, which is like the east end, no, the west end of the map, like the no, very it's east west. End. It's east the east end of the map. Yeah, it's far east. It's as far east, east as you can far, go. As far east from the map as you can get. And there is a there is an actual challenge in that game. A cha- unlockable challenge. That if you can get from Van Horn, which as we've just said, is at the very east, east end of that game map, all the way to Blackwater, which is at the far west of the game map, 
And that's even like the end point of that game. It's like there's even more past Black War, but for now, just from Black from Van Horn to Black War, east to west, you can get there within 20 minutes. It takes 20 minutes to get. There's there. a challenge to get there within that period of time. Yes, like actually shorter than that. You like you need to okay. get there before. And, and right there, right there, right there. So that's a challenge. That's a gameplay challenge. Like that's probably something you would have to do to platinum the game. I would assume. I don't fucking know. But right there, in what context is that fun? That's literally 20 minutes of tapping X. That's it. Like that's fucking all you're doing. You are yep. tapping X for 20 minutes. That's a challenge. That's just fucking bad design. It's bad design. It's just not good. I know that it's, it's it's a shitty, tedious challenge, just like tons of games have, you know, on the quest to platinum them or 100% of them or what the fuck ever. But it's just not fun in any yeah. capacity. It's just and bad. What make, and what makes it worse? Like, I'm not, and I'm not even talking about the challenge, but like just... And this is something that the game does not tell you about, that we actually had to find out through online research that they're Actually, the only way I, one one thing i just want to interject real quick i know what you're gonna say i noticed very very late into the game i think sometime in one of the later chapters in the game it finally gave me a prompt that showed what you're about to say which is you can auto run and it does not tell you this and it only tells you this one time that i'm aware of sometime in like I don't fucking know, chapter five or something. It's way All right, so pretty much like goddamn 30 hours into the game. Yeah, very late into the game. It finally tells you very briefly, and I don't think it says it again, that you can actually, while you're running, holding X on your horse, you can hold down the touchpad on PlayStation. I don't know what the fuck it is on Xbox. Um, that And it allows you to auto-run. That's it. Yep. And even then, that system is kind of decent, but also flawed, because... The tr- the auto because, the automated uh, trajectory yeah, of Arthur the horse, on the horse the isn't horse AI entirely isn't, accurate. Yeah, because the horse doesn't have like any sort of AI detection that really right. helps it detect. So it'll like, bump what's in front. shit, and then you'll lose honor. Yeah, especially especially if you bump into another person on horseback. Yeah, it's a fucking mess. It's Tr- a fucking like mess. that happens to me almost all the time. Like. I'll just like I don't want to try. I don't want to tap X, and I'll just hold the the run button, and then I'll run, and then some guy will be coming from the other end, and apparently both my horse and this guy are so stupid they can't like swerve around each other that they collide into each other. Yeah, and then you lose honor, and they yep. fucking might shoot at you, or who the fuck knows. Or he's dead. You know? So so here's the thing. Or you can like accidentally run over a town dog and kill it and lose honor. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. <laughs> kind of dumb dog that walks happen. out in front of a slow moving horse and dies. <laughs> so, <laughs> so basically, all this shit, all this fucking bullshit. And again, this is another instance where they downgraded from the first game. In the first game, you could fast travel from any fucking where. Okay. Like you would make a camp out in the wilderness, which you can do in this game. And you could fast travel to just where the fuck ever. It didn't matter. You know, also, as far as I can game- remember. Also, Red Dead Redemption One wasn't this massive. No, it was way shorter, but Lit- and it was way smaller. Yeah, way smaller. I but mean, Red Dead is Red Dead Two is so big that, for comparison's sake, it even gives you the map of Red Dead One, and it's like a tiny, like it's literally the cock of the map. 
yeah, it's visible. It's visible <laughs> on the map. So, yeah. but the point though is that it it's just such a fucking burden, and that's the problem. Is like your game when when you are so bored uh, making your way through a game when you're so bored trying to traverse through a game's open world that you actively fucking make your character auto run that's a problem right that's a fucking big problem because a huge vast majority of the game particularly i would argue and i think the game is much much better in the latter chapters but in the first couple it's very 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 slow i would say through the first three it's incredibly slow and it has some high points but it's super fucking slow and i mean it makes sense narratively but my god like there's so much side shit to do early on and it's just fucking agonizing to get from point a to point b so you do, i just can't tell you i cannot begin to tell you how much of the time i spent auto running and then i was on my fucking phone on twitter or some bullshit fucking off like reading some shit about fucking mma or whatever other bullshit you know yeah. because i just didn't want to keep tapping x and because I, you know, at first you could argue, well, you're missing out on the splendor of the open world. Look, it's a beautiful game, no doubt. And there are random events throughout the game, which are also an issue. You know, for instance, you'll see like a random event of a, of a girl who's uh, stuck under her, her, her horse, like it had died or something, just some random event dies and it's like stuck on her leg and she can't, she's trapped. So, you know, I get the horse off her and pick her up and then she's like, oh, thank you, mister. I thought I was a goner for sure. And she, you know, her legs fucked up. Okay. And that's a, like a cool novel thing to see at first. So let's say I'm, and this happened to me, I'm like heading fucking north out of the, out of town, way up to the north of the map. I'm halfway there and this fucking girl needs a ride home now because she's all crippled and shit. So then I take her back home. Only problem is she, I need to take her where the fuck I just came from. So I have to go all the fucking way back down where I started. And I was halfway there. So I have to ride another five or so minutes back to drop her off. I might get something worth like three bucks, like a fucking silver ring or some other crap. And some honor points, which, again, shouldn't even be there in the fucking first place. Um, all for some moral purpose. That's like a cool novel thing when you see it the first time. After the fucking 22nd time, you're kind of over it. How many, I'm, I'm, you know, not to fucking go full sexist here. But Jesus fuck, if that if that's indicative of how women ride horses in 1899, maybe y'all motherfuckers should just stop. Just fucking stop. Because it seems like half the female population in 1899 just seems to get fucking smothered under their horse. You know? I mean, I'm, I'm a little fucking sick of it. I'm tired of I it. I mean, you and, know. And, hey. and to add to that, how many dumbass dudes keep getting bit by fucking snakes or eating a poison berry? How many or times? Their, or and, and their legs time, earlier today I was playing, and this guy, apparently it knew that I had saved him before. He said, Mr. Mr., help me. I got bit by a snake. And I said, what? You again? I done saved you once. Like, it fucking knew that I saved this dip once before. Well, and then I gave, him a, I gave him a health cure, and he was like, thanks, mister. I can't believe I don't carry this stuff around. Maybe you should, you fucking dimwit. This is the second time you got bit by a fucking snake in a week. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Carry a fucking cure or something, or just don't go in the fucking bushes, you idiot. So, again, that one's, like, not a huge inconvenience. It's just, you get to a point where you see these events happen. 
so often and they're the same fucking events over and over that you just keep riding on. Another example I can think of is like this guy is like, that's a mighty fine horse you got there. You want to race? And I'm like, hell yeah, I'll kick your ass. So I race him and I fucking I dominate him. I, got I didn't get that one too it. much, but I got the one where the Mexican always challenges you to a shootout. Oh yeah, yeah, but you can make money on that one, even though it's not a lot. But the horse, uh, even the horse as well, you can make some money. Right? No, I don't remember that. I don't think so. I don't remember I think... making any money. I don't think he gives you shit. It's just like a bet, and there's a... well, either way, it doesn't matter. Even if he does give you money, the point is like it. Say like you're you're probably headed to a location to do something. Like you have a goal. Like I'm gonna go do this stranger mission, or I'm gonna go do this story mission, or I'm gonna go here and do this thing. You know. I'm going to go hunt for animals over here. What the fuck ever. And then like this dude's like, want to race? You're like, yeah, okay. Then you end up going way the fuck out in the middle of nowhere, you know? And then you could argue, oh, well, you know, it's just being free and enjoying the world. Yeah, but you, it just, that would be fine if the game wasn't such a fucking chore to traverse. Yep. Right? Now, to try to be more constructive here, because we've complained for 33 minutes now, to try to be- By the way, the game is so great, though. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. To be a little more constructive, things, most of these problems are easily fixable. If they fix these problems, this game would be up there with some of the best ever, in my opinion. All they have to do is just look back to the past. Like with the flawed wanted system, just go back to the first game and get the fucking pardon letters. Do little missions to get pardon letters, pardon yourself from these big ass bounties, right? That would make it less excruciating financially. So yeah. there you go. Simple enough. Okay, then, like, when you do some of the stranger missions or when you help people throughout, like, maybe you get the pardon letters or something. That would be cool. So somehow they set up a reward system that way. That would be awesome. You know, another thing is the fast travel system. Just do what the first game did. You already can set up a fucking camp. Just allow me to travel from point to point. Don't make it where I have to go back to my fucking camp in the middle of nowhere, which it usually is. And travel outward or go to a stagecoach in a major town because there aren't that many. And it's a very, very large map, you know. So just let <coughs> it travel with the usage of the camp. Because otherwise, I don't know about you, I never use the camp. I never cook fucking food, you know. I I do cook food uh, mainly because I just try to keep uh, Arthur, like, fit. Like, I don't want him to, like, be starving. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's another thing. It's like... You just don't need to do these things that much. There's not that big of a penalty for not doing it. And there's the whole camp system, which I know I said I was going to get into the positives, but just to quickly criticize that, there's a whole camp system, and there's very little reason for the thing. Like The good part of it is that there's so much cool exposition and, and interaction between the characters, which is fucking awesome back at the camp so it does incentivize you to go back there and that's great that's one of the best parts about the game oh just, yeah especially because like especially when you're talking to characters that appear in red dead redemption one like what to me one of the best moments was like and again it's just like random moment is when i'm at the camp and like i'm hearing javier talk talk to the people at the camp and he's just telling them his story and like it flushes them out in a way that he never was in Red Dead 1. Red Dead 1, he was just this, like, stereotypical Mexican ga- Mexican outlaw, even with a big sombrero hat. And all he knew was, you know, this guy, you ran with him, he's a dick, and you, either, you can either kill him or you can 
arrest him and take him to the cops. That's about it. Like, you didn't know anything about it. Yeah, it doesn't, you know, and the second game does so well at fleshing out tons of characters. I think it's fantastic. The, The camp interaction is really, really great. And even also going on the little random missions with them, like robbing a stagecoach or breaking into a place. Like, there's lots of awesome exposition. Uh, between you and the character that you're going with as well, you know, and you learn more about that character or, or, or even about Arthur's past. So I think that is great. But the irritating thing about the camp though, is that there there's this whole, they try to create the sense of urgency, which it, there isn't one to, you know, bring in food and bring in resources and bring in this and that and the other, but there really is no penalty. It's like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like if you let them starve, if you don't like, they're still going to be there you know, it doesn't yeah. fucking, it doesn't and- matter. Yeah, and I kind of feel, and this is something I've been feeling a while now since uh, Grand Theft Auto V, I kind of feel Rockstar, like, they'll make these great, compelling single-player games, like, narratively speaking and mechanically-wise, but, like, they'll add mechanics to that game, like, selling features that don't really work for the single-player and just feels like, a tutorial for when the eventual online portion comes in because I'm pretty sure like when Red Dead Online is like fully, fully launched, yeah, they're fully gonna launched, implement more detailed camp. Yeah, that the camp system is yeah. probably gonna be far more crucial than it was in the campaign. Yeah. That's and that's fine. But then it's just kinda like why couldn't you just have made it as compelling as a campaign? Yeah. And like I know you once you suggested a while back in a, a conversation just me and you had where what they could do was like if he wasn't bringing money and food that people in the camp could starve to death. It's a a neat idea, but I think it would just have too many narrative issues because yeah, that, it would be hard. It would it would have all kinds there of should, narrative but issues. But there should definitely be penalties. Yeah, there should be real yeah. consequence because yeah. the biggest problem, I know I said I was going to get onto the positives and I will, but the biggest problem is the game's main narrative motivator is money, right? It's We need money because that's pretty much the fucking subtitle to the game. Red Dead Redemption 2, we need money. All right, cool. But the problem is like, again, you have so much fucking money that it... it you personally, as the player, don't feel that sense of urgency. Like, and the game starts out in the first first or second chapter, like, you're fucking poor as fuck. You are broke. So it felt tense and desperate, you know. Yeah, but as the game I'm, continues, it, it doesn't. So yeah. it's at odds with the narrative. The narrative's like, we need money. And I'm like, I have money. I have a lot of money. I don't, I'm fucking sitting pretty. I've got the fanciest suits and fanciest fucking horse saddles. And I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, and, and I'm, then, I'm just going to throw this out there as well. Like, at the last chapter of that of that game, trust me, it's that it, that issue is going to flare up like a, like a freaking sunburn. Because it's really going to be the moment where you're like, okay, why is money still a fucking issue here? I have, like, Literally thousands, ten thousands, thousands of dollars in my pocket. It's so fucking much, and so it it just seems completely at odds with the narrative. You, I just don't feel that sense of urgency. So, like hearing that blind dude or whatever that that homeless guy tell me, yeah, he heard about this fucking 
poker game. Like that sounded cool and dynamic, except I'm filthy fucking rich. Why would I even take the risk, dude? Why? Because as an outlaw, and especially following the narrative, I'm not trying to be a bad person. I'm just trying to get the fuck by. But once I've got by and I've got money, what's my incentive? There isn't one. It's pointless. So it's like the whole narrative structure is just trying to be a better person. So doing outlaw things is completely at odds with what the game wants you to do. The game clearly wants you to be better. You know, it's in the fucking title of the game, just like the first game. It wants you to be better. It wants you to make good decisions. But it gives you the option to do shitty ones. But it's completely at odds with narrative shit. And that's any any game with narrative structure. Almost always the good ending is the canon ending. Anything. Infamous comes to mind. You know, uh, Except for Metro. Like, that's the only game I know where the bad ending is actually canon ending. I've never played it. But anyway... The thing, though, is that the camp shit, yeah, it should have had more survival implementation. You know, there should have been more, because to me, I feel that would have made things feel truly urgent. You know, them experiencing real issues and starvation and other problems within the within the camp where it felt, you know, I felt like, yeah, I went back to the camp just to hear the exposition between the characters. But other than that, I didn't feel like, they were starving or this, that. It didn't fucking matter. Like, it don't matter if I killed 10 fucking deer or I gave them a fucking can of peas, you know? It, it was whatever. It's all the same. So, moving on from that, though, it is great. And and the game gets tremendously better. You know, I struggled to get through the first three chapters, and there were often times I was bored as fuck just because I was tired of tapping X, honestly. And I was tired of being on auto run. And a lot of times it felt like a chore, but as the game continues, the pacing is... Far, far, far better. And I think, and I mean, this is still going to sound a bit negative, but I think it's because of the fact that, like, the game tried to be this, like, almost 50-hour epic when it really didn't need to be that long. Like, and that's probably a lot of games. Like, they're trying to be, they're try, they try to extend their game time artificially by putting in a lot of padding and a lot of bitch work. Yeah. And Red Dead, like, they, they pretty much reserve all of it for like the early half of that game. And you know, I get it. Like they they sort of want you to just be free and explore and things are a lot more cheery early on. So that's fine, but it, to me it's just and then that's not even going into all the little challenges. You know, I, I wouldn't particularly encourage anybody to do all the little tedious side shit. The stranger missions and obviously the narrative are totally worth doing, but other than that, nah. I, I mean, hunting can be kind of fun, but most shit is incredibly, most side shit is super tedious. Just like a scouring for little details and collect-a-thon crap. Yeah, but overall, like it is, yes, yeah, a bunch of fucking bullshit, but that's pretty much any open world game has some element of that. But overall, even though we bitch for 40 minutes, <laughs> it is, I've not even beaten the game yet, and it is so far a fucking awesome narrative. It is a great okay. Great, great fucking narrative with a great fucking amazing characters in it, particularly the main characters. Fucking awesome. I love it. It's really great. It's a beautiful game. And I don't mind the slow pacing. As much as I bitch, it's not the pacing I have a problem with. It's just little mechanisms. Like I said, very small changes (coughs) could have prevented a lot of these fucking complaints. Bring back the pardon system. Bring back the fast travel system from the first game. You know, I would recommend just ditching the honor system altogether. 
you know, because it's very clear that the game wants you to be a certain type of person and do certain types of things. So just fucking forego plus, it entirely. Plus, it's it just don't make any sense. Like you could, like you could literally have a, a story mission where you kill like fifty cops, and it doesn't dent you at like one bit with your honor. No, but then Bump you'll be in the open world. You're an asshole. <laughs> no, but I mean, like you could bump in, you can shoot like one cop in the open world. All right, no negative wire system. I we know you just like killed fifty of them in the story mission, but now that you're not doing the story, now we're gonna start penalizing you hard yeah. for just killing this. Either way, though, to be yeah. to be honest, it, it really is fucking tremendous. The narrative's great. Yeah. The world is beautiful and varied. Yeah, it's it's fucking amazing. It really is amazing. Like I know we've harped forever, and those things are small, but still, it's about fucking design and more specifically what goes wrong with the structure of design you know i'm not here to to is the game is way way more good than it is bad but the whole point of this is is to point out design and design and particularly design flaws you know little things that can really burden the game or things that you can do to change it like i said those are the suggestions to change it pardon system you know, the fucking previous fast travel system, remove the honor system. I'm tired of honor systems in general, like Dishonored. I've discussed, you know, to move away from Red Dead. Um, Dishonored's another example. Awesome game. Great concept. Going old school. You know, I love it. I love that game. I love both games. I love Death of the Outsider. They're fucking awesome. I love the the aesthetic. I love the the choice and the and the variation of how you tackle missions. But still... The, the the good and particularly particularly in those games because it, it's completely at odds because it's saying you know here's a, a toolkit to do so many fun things right you could handle a situation of a myriad of ways and there are so many fun ways to go about it but they're not moral so to say yeah. you know so to speak or, or yeah. per se so so <clears throat> instead you end up doing what because it's in an, an innate desire within most people to what to do the good thing, to do the right thing, to be the good guy, right? And so to just get it's, the best ending, like the good, and ending. to get the best ending. You want the canon ending. You want to do the right thing. You want the you want to be no, known as the good guy that did the good thing. Okay, it's just fucking innate. We can't help it. It's it's just what we want, and so that's within that's within our control. So what we do is we sacrifice fun. For goodness, because we do this in real life, right? Yeah. This is what, and not to get all philosophical outside of fucking games, but even in real life, like to be good is rarely fun. We do it because it's good and it's right. It's it's what we should do. It's what is right to do. So we forego fun. Now you can do good and have fun, but rarely are they on the same fucking side. You know. Now you can have fun and it have nothing to do with goodness or badness. But within the context of a game that involves fucking killing people or not, that's the case. So yeah, and you, forgo it. Yeah, and like I kind of feel differently when it comes to the Dishonored series as you do. Like I personally just find like very hard games to get into, especially early on. But like, but the game that I kind of feel is the perfect counterpoint to Dishonored <laughs> is a game that takes that those same ideas. Although it started in those, yeah, it started Hitman, those like, without the, without Hitman. the morality, yeah. Yeah, Hitman 2016, and just like any of the old Hitman games, but like I'm talking about the new one, Hitman 2016. That game 
it knows exactly what you're here for, and it's to kill specific targets in the most fucked up, creative ways you can find. And it doesn't moralize it. It, it, anyway, it sends you on the map, and it tells you, hey, these are your targets. Go kill them any way you want. And it doesn't penalize you for killing them. Like, it'll penalize you if you kill uh, a random person, but that's not, but it's not a moral thing. It's more about, well, you are a contract assassin. You should be better than that. You should be better than killing some random civilian. You should. And that's kind of like what you want to feel. Like, that's how you want to play Hitman. You don't want to go in and just, you know, go on a killing spree and murder everybody. You want to be going in like a You want to be an efficient fucking assassin. And see, and the issue, and that's great design. But the problem with Dishonored is it moralizes every fucking thing. So every decision you make, everything you do, like there's so many fun and inventive ways to play the game, but rarely, particularly in the first game, do they involve stealth. The stealth way, particularly in the first game, is incredibly boring. It's it it's is. all evasive. You 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 forego all the fun shit. You want to fucking possess a rat and put a fucking uh, little mine on his back and then run him into a group of people, a razor wire, and see him all fucking get ripped to pieces? Nope, don't fucking do that. That's immoral. You know, so you forgo it. You yeah. avoid. You evade. And I that's will... not... Yeah. Fun. It's not fun. I will say, in defense of at least Dishonored Two, I did kind of feel like they did give you a lot. They did. More, they gave you more uh, stealthier options. It was it was definitely better, but it's still not as fun. And you know that. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's better. It's more tools, but I wouldn't say it's fun. It's just more avenues to deal <laughs> with the situation. You know, there's more choice, but they're not particularly fun choices, in my opinion. The first game is far more guilty of this however so now here's the issue with all this you're you're basically avoiding npcs and subsequently in in my opinion avoiding fun as well for the greater conquest of a good ending and you know for what a two-minute fucking payoff to tell you you were a good boy or a bad boy i mean come the fuck on Come on, so you would, because it's innate, we can't help it. It's this fucking internal drive to want to be good. So you sacrifice having fun for fucking 12, 15 hours for two minutes of positive exposition. It's just, it's shit. And I get it, I get it. You know, it's 2019 and we're, we're, games are evolving and they're a very serious narrative. And I'm, I'm fine with that. I love that. I love it. You know, I love that games are evolving and that narrative is, is more of a bigger factor in video games. And, that we're seeing stories that rival and even surpass other forms of entertainment like movies. That's fucking great. But not every single fucking game has to be about morality. It can be a moral game. It can be a game about morals. The last of us is a perfect example. It can be a game that very much is about morals and good and bad and, and what's hard, you know, and not fucking force shitty arbitrary systems that game is probably one of the most morally fucked up games you could ever play ever in the history of fucking time it has one of the most morally divisive endings in gaming or fucking history of entertainment ever okay and it's not about choice not even just that but like the part where you meet david man like when you first meet david in last of us Mm -hmm. like he you're cautious about him but 
Like you, you ultimately warm up to him as you two are trying to survive this horde of zombies just trying to kill you. Yeah. I know they're called clickers, guys, but fuck it, they're zombies. You know it. Don't play. Don't be. Don't be Ben Studios. I know you guys are listening. What are they called? Uh, Sony Ben. No, 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 no. The fucking. I know they're called Sony Ben. What are the? Uh, they're, clickers. They're, no, they're fucking NPCs in in uh, Days Gone or whatever. Freakers. Freakers. <laughs> Freakers. Fucking retarded. I mean, Freakers. Obviously, they're, they're, obviously. At least with The Last of Us, like, they're fungi and shit. They're not, they're kind of zombies, but not really, you know. It's they're But with, with Days Gone, like, they're fucking literally zombies. I mean, but fuck, anyway, my point being, It's though, like so Walking let's... Dead, where they call them yeah. walkers. I mean, they're fucking zombies, bro. Like, is no one in your timeline out of zombies? Get the fuck out of here. I guess George A. Romero never existed. It's so stupid. Anyway, but go anyway, ahead. my point being though is, uh, so like when you first meet him, obviously you're cautious because you're both you're a survivor and you don't know what this guy's deal is. But then when you're just like trying to survive this horde of zombies with him, you kind of warm up to him and you kind of like, all right, no, this guy's on the level. But then you kind of find out like he's actually the leader of the group of uh, survivors that have been hunting you down. And then you find out these guys are cannibals. Mm. And like at the moment when you find that out, like you're thinking, oh man, like fuck these guys. They're cannibals. They're assholes. They're pieces of shit. But then there's like just these mo these small moments when you're in their town as both Joel and Ellie that you just kinda like see that yeah, they eat people, but it's kinda like they're not bad people. Like they're like no, their they're family, their kids, they're surviving. They're surviving. Yeah. And like their justification is I mean it's fucked up, but you can't blame them because like food is extremely well, hard to come by and right. you know they can't it's always self preservation. I yeah. mean that's what survival is. And sometimes you have to forgo morality for survival. And I mean that's what the fucking ending is all about in that game. It's just, you know, fucking spoilers for a I don't know what, six year old game. <laughs> but yeah, basically really? You know, you forgo that. Like, he forgoes the moral choice for his own selfish purpose, yeah. you know? So that right there is a game that beautifully, beautifully touches on morality and, and, and the very, very gray nature of it without hampering your gameplay experience, right? Yeah, and I think the problem with... And I think the problem that our games have when it comes to moral choice systems is... That they always try to make it very black and white. Where And it never is. It's very yeah. fucking clear that they like, want to be uh, good. So like, clear. For example, perfect example, the infamous series. Oh yeah. Like it, like that game always gives you these choices and they pretty much spell out to you, like, all right, here's a good choice, here's a bad choice. They and, fucking straight up tell you more or less. Exactly. Like the very first one you can make in the first uh, infamous game is, and this is just fucking stupid. Where there's food, like uh, food yeah, supply. You keep to, by the way, you keep talking. I'm listening. I'm gonna go take a leak. But go ahead, continue. <laughs> All right. Uh, as you guys heard, he's gonna take a leak, and if we're lucky enough, we might actually hear the splashes of the piss stream in the toilet bowl. Uh, but anyway, so the biggest problem, like the first first choice the game gives you, is all right. There's a food supply that just dropped. 
Now, you can either take it for yourself and your group of survivors, which is you, your friend, and your girlfriend, or you can let all of these other survivors also get some. <coughs> all right. Now, in any other situation, yeah, that's kind of like a tough situation, a tough moral choice, where obviously you want to look out for your yours, but there's other people involved that are also hungry. But in infamous, it don't fucking matter. It don't matter if you take it for yourself because it doesn't affect you. It doesn't really affect your gameplay. It just gives you bad karma points. So it's really just there. So really, that choice is just if do you want good karma points or do you want bad karma points? It doesn't matter. Like the, the store doesn't change. The the there is no gameplay benefit to doing any of it outside of karma points and even that you could just get that by just playing the actual game by just not killing people or killing people yeah okay i'm back by the way um yeah and i mean again that that applies to dishonored as well you know it short of the ending it doesn't really fucking matter you know i mean granted you could argue there's like more plague rats and whatever running about but that's you know that's a pretty small. Th- yeah. There are more guards. I, I suppose there is a little bit of a choice. That, there is a little bit of change there, but moral decisions end up. It's like listen, I don't want to be fucking old Gramps here and be like I'm fucking back in my day and <laughs> you know say that games shouldn't have hard decisions and and things of that nature. I, not at all, you know, because I don't want to say, well, there shouldn't be tough decisions in games and. You know, games should just be about fun. Not necessarily. A game like Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain, I have said this numerous times, is still, to this day, the best example of choice-based gaming narrative that I've ever seen. Now, the game, trust me, has a fucking laundry list of flaws. Jesus Christ, some of the worst voice acting I've ever heard in my life. Horrible list. Jason! 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 And he, he has like Jason. two different scripts Jason. of how he says Jason. He's like, Jason! 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 <laughs> Jason! Jason! And fucking repeats. Anyway, and there's some fucking glaring plot holes. But nonetheless, there's like 22 endings to that game. There is no good or bad. <laughs> it just is. It just is. There are just choices to make in the game. And everyone's experience is different. There's 22 different fucking ways to play the game as far as I know. You know, it doesn't make it, it truly, truly does not feel like a good, bad, evil, this, there is nothing like that because that's not real life. There are just a series of decisions that you make, mistakes that you make, you know, that's it. That's life. That's, that's how it's done. Not this fucking, do you want to do the very obviously good thing or the very obviously bad thing? What, what the fuck do you think? Most of us aren't fucking Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, most of us want to be good. Okay, that's clear as fucking day, which is, again, why in Infamous, the, the canon ending is always the good ending. It's always the fucking good ending, which, that's fine. Just, why? The game, Like, the Infamous games, they're fantastic. They're super fun. I love them. They're great. But they really didn't need the good or bad. I, I never one time was I playing any of the Infamous games, which I played all of them, and I was like... Phew, Wow, what a tough decision. Oh, gee, Willikers, I don't know. What am I, I going to do? I think there was only ever one. Yeah, it was the doctors. Choice. It was the yeah. fucking doctors or and your girlfriend then, or whatever. And, and it doesn't even, even then, matter. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter because regardless of what you choose, 
your girlfriend still dies. And yeah, that's like, and that's bullshit. No bear. Because, it is and bullshit. That's bullshit because, like, the first time I did, I'll be real, I took the selfish option and tried to cha- save uh, his girlfriend. Only to find out, oh, no. Sorry, I switched. I switched uh, her place with the doctors. You fucked up. Mm-hmm. And then you go and save the doctors. Well, oh, no, it fuck. punishes you regardless. So, like, that's the karmic justice. How dare you choose the selfish thing? So, it really doesn't fucking matter. You know, the games didn't need like the second son. Phenomenally fun game to play. So fun, great slick gameplay. I would say the only other game I can think that rivals its traversal. Red Dead should really take fucking note here. Is Spider Man. Now, granted, it's the fucking old West. You know, Christ, it can't be that. Fa- I'm not fucking saying the moment-to-moment traversal should be like Zelda-level paraglider here. But, again, just make the fucking fast travel with the camps and problem solve. Anyway, I could bitch about that forever. It just fucking irks me to no end. The game's definitely redeemed itself. You know, I mean, You could say it's had its redemption. You could but say the- that. <laughs> you could say that. You fucking put on your little shades and walk away. Um, you could say that, yeah. It's it's definitely worth worth it. It's so much better as the game continues. But anyway, uh, yeah. So with Infamous, these choices, like you didn't need them. The game is Spider Man is is up there. I would say along with the uh, Second Son in terms of like just being a pure joy to get around. <laughs> just, Second Son is just such a damn fun game to to move. You know, it's got issues with the open world being empty. And repetitive, but still, like just moving around that world is fan fucking tastic. It is so great. So it, it just really didn't need to be weighed down with the moral shit because it's just not interesting. It's not that mor- morality isn't interesting. The Last of Us is one of the greatest games of all time because of it. Okay. It's not that morality in and of itself is very, very interesting and very human. It's just that most games do it wrong and they make think- things. Way, way too black and white, yeah. which they never, ever are. I think, like, the best like the best way, best sign to see if you've done moral choice right is when you've invested, like, five hours in the game after making that choice. And, like, you see the consequences and you're, like, you regret them, but you don't know what was a choice that led to that. And I can tell you a perfect example. Uh, the Witcher 3. It has something like that, where there's this character you meet at some point in the game. I'm not gonna spoil it for you because you haven't you haven't been But there's like this moment where you get invested in this character's story, and you make a choice at one point in this in his like quest line. But like at first, like the choice they're giving you is really tough. It's I save, you know, someone that's very important to this character or save a bunch of innocent, you know, children. It's, it's difficult. And you make your choice. I made my choice. I, I chose to save the kids because they're children. You know, like they're, they're young. They're innocent. They don't deserve what's going to happen to them. So I saved them. And then I just continue on. I don't really feel the, the consequences of that choice yet. And then I continue on in this guy's quest line, and I reach its end, and I get the bad, bad ending to that quest line, where this dude like I fucked this guy up, you know I, you know because I didn't save his loved one, you know they ended up dying, and then they end up killing themselves because of that, 
And then the whole time I'm thinking, holy shit, what the fuck? Where did I go wrong? And I had to like go back and look at, oh, it's because I fuck, I saved the kids and not the loved one. And that's like, it's fucked up. Because ultimately someone's going to fucking die. And based on just like how you feel about this character, you know, you, you your choice is going to be based on how you feel about this person. Not because this choice is morally right and this one is morally wrong. Because both of them are morally right. It's just, you know, you just have to put, you have to pick. Yeah. I wouldn't know. I'm probably one of fucking a handful of people who have yet to play that shit. Yeah, and I, it's too late for you now. Don't go back. It's too long. Mm. Well, I have heard that. Anyway, I'm just saying, though, like with, with moral shit, unless you're really, really going to handle it with care and really get into the nitty gritty, just don't. Just fucking don't. Because nine times out of ten, it just isn't worth it. The Walking Dead series, perfect example. It, it's, it ends the same no matter what you do. It does not fucking matter. Man, it that doesn't was, matter. Man, that was a, the greatest practical joke play on the player base of all time. Which part? Uh, just the whole Walking Dead game. This whole thing. I mean, what do you mean, like Telltale going down or the ending of the first game? I mean, just Telltale, like, all, just Telltale Games is gaming library, like, they... It's like, the fucking me, same thing. Yeah, it's... They never change their like, engine, that's, Jesus that's, Christ. That's a joke to me, that's a practical joke, that they, they've oh, made God. a name for themselves on making these choice-based games, and there is no choice, because... No, it, it doesn't matter. It's exactly the end. The end is exactly the same. It makes no difference like, whatsoever. Like, it's irrelevant. Like, like seriously, like people fucking fell in love with the first season of The Walking Dead, giving mm-hmm. it high praise. It, I think it even won Game of the Year. It did, and it, but if you go back, yeah, but I think that's before people realized that no matter what they did, it was the fucking exact same. And it's like no. it's and to me like the per. To me, the perfect moment that capturized capitalize captures this false you know the falsehood of the walking dead and telltale game by the way i don't feel bad that they went down when i have business i mean i do because it's fucking people's jobs like you know sure they'll find new jobs dude well They're, still like you know i care that people and lost not only their that, but jobs i mean yeah it sucks that they lost their jobs but like generally like as a company as a game company that makes video games i don't think that's a big loss to come to this industry but anyway my point being or uh, aside from my dickish rant just there, uh, for me, like the moment was it wasn't when you had a choice of either amputating Lee's arm or just going with the infection. It was in the first episode when Kenny's son Ducky is captured by one of the zombies, and Herschel's son is also captured by the zombies, and you have to choose who to save. And regardless of who you choose, the result is still the same. You get kicked out of Herschel's farm. If you save yeah. Ducky, Herschel gets pissed, kicks you out. You save his son, but it, you know, yeah, he it doesn't dies. matter. Uh, it's he all still the same. dies. Yeah, he still dies, but Herschel kicks you out anyway. But you know he'll kick you out nicely. He'll be like, well, hey, you know you tried to save my son, but still I gotta yeah. kick you out. It's it's just not. 
again, if you're not going to do it right, just don't. Just fucking stop. It's just not worth it. It's because you're, it's false advertising. You know, you're just building something up. Mass Effect is probably the biggest fucking example of this. Now, a lot of your decisions do matter it, throughout the trilogy, but only in the ending does none of it matter. You know, up until that point, yeah, it matters because that is one of the few instances where, like, you really can have a character just fucking die and, like, that's it. You don't have them anymore. Or you I have a know, different like, character and you do miss out on certain things. I'll, I kind of disagree even to that because I don't think any choice of the Mass Effect series ever affected any of the other ones. Like, like Mass Effect 2, like, that game came out on both Xbox and PlayStation. And, you, like, PlayStation owners didn't even have the first one, so they couldn't even make choices. Well, that's not true entirely. And, There's, like, a comic, and you have to answer questions, and based yeah, on those but, answers, it starts yeah, the game but, off a particular way. But my point being, though, is that regardless of the choices you made in Mass Effect 1, even through that comic, and by the way, you could still play Mass Effect 2 without even playing that comic, Mm-hmm. Is that the only thing that changes is whether or not a crew member of the first game returns in a cameo? It's like if you chose to save like Ashley in Mass Effect One, all right, cool, she's alive in Mass Effect One. You see her again in a brief cutscene in Mass Effect Two. All right, so what was the point? Like, what was point in saving her like it didn't matter then just see right. it. like it she doesn't have any bearings on the events of mass effect 2 yeah well and i mean yeah i, I would effect still disagree that choice doesn't matter choice does matter in that game because you know your love interest for example who who you choose to engage with romantically you know, there, there are definitely dis- the only time where like it really culminates into nothingness is the way it fucking ends because it disrespects all the choices you made. You could argue, well, that's the way life is. You just, you, it just fucking ends. You die, and that's over. But the problem with that is that it takes a series of very complicated answers, you know, complicated situations, complicated decisions that you've made over many, many hours and multiple games, and condenses it to three fucking endings, roughly, which is disrespectful to the player. You know, that's fucking stupid. The synthesis, control, and chaos, or whatever the fuck. And the destroy. chaos, it, destroy ending. And destroy is like the canon ending or whatever. I mean, it's just, it's fucking stupid. It's stupid. It just stupidly fucking condenses everything to the most simplistic terms. You know? So, I don't know, man. Like, if you can't live up to that challenge, just don't. Because it's a waste of everybody's fucking time. You You build up on things that... Just don't deliver, you know. Yeah, that's my problem plus, with choice. Plus, people are just gonna like hate you for it afterwards. I mean, to be fair, true, and also that definitely was the case with them. And the thing is, though, I mean, at the very least, it didn't impact my enjoyment of the game, like decisions up until the ending. Like up until that ending, I loved that series. It was fucking awesome. I really, really enjoyed it. And throughout it, I didn't feel like my enjoyment of the game was hampered by the morality within the context of the game there were hard decisions but it wasn't like it prevented me from enjoying it see because something like dishonored it does it completely changes the way you play the game based on you wanting to have the good or bad ending it totally changes you either completely avoid altercation entirely and 
in some contexts void a, a lot of fun unless you just find that super fucking fun. I don't particularly find it all that fun. Um, unless you find it fun, it, it's just a lot of avoiding. And you miss out on a lot of fucking toys and, and stuff. Like, it's a little different, like, in the early Metal Gear games. You know, you really didn't have that many ways to deal with the scenario, right? Like, it's not like you had the ability to to fucking teleport and this, that, and the, all this crazy shit you can do in Dishonored that's super fun. It's just It just was a stealth game. If it's a stealth game, like Thief, that's fine. It's a fucking stealth game. I don't have a problem with that. But then when you give me the option to do all of this crazy shit, like short, shoot fucking tornadoes out of my hand, I'd like to do it. It'd be fun, you know? Like, there's a mission in the first game, I think it's at that brothel or whatever called the Golden Cat or something, <coughs> yeah. where you can, like, shoot a fucking tornado toward one of the targets and shoot him off a balcony and make it look like he killed himself. That's awesome. Oh, but you can't do that. That's immoral, you know? So what do I end up doing? I just end up choking everybody out or sleep darting them. That's it. It's the same fucking thing every single time, man. And it, it's completely marred my experience. I probably would have had a way better time if I played the game immorally, you know? So moral choice is fine, but when it gets in the way of having fun, that's a problem. Again, you could counter-argue and say, well, that's real life. You know, doing the right thing isn't fun. True, but that's real life. And I play a game to escape that shit and to enjoy it. Now, not all games have to have have to be fun, right? Like, Heavy Rain is not fun. It's more of an experience. But Dishonored was clearly not designed to be just an experience like Heavy Rain. It is very much meant to be fun. That's evident by the way it was designed. But oh, Yeah, you're supposed to... Have fun being a supernatural assassin. Yeah, and I mean, and then, you know, that's the way the game was marketed, but then to actually be the good guy is incredibly boring, you know? And it doesn't have to be that way. You could be good and have fun, right? And that's the issue with moral choices. The new God of War is a perfect example. Like, Kratos is very much, has been, has always been, and still is a very flawed figure. And he's far more nuanced in the new game, obviously. But still, it doesn't mar you with the burden of, of annoying choices that are clear-cut. Like, when the choice is hard, like in Mass Effect, some of those choices are fucking hard to make. They're difficult. They're difficult. Like, some of them are weigh on you, and they're not easy. You know? And, again, they don't get in the way of having fun. Never mind the ending, because it's easy to focus on how, fuck, how bad they fucked up the ending. It doesn't get in the way. I made. There are times, particularly, what was his name? Morden, the little alien dude. I think I like debated that choice for like twenty minutes. Seriously. If, oh, you mean the the one where it's about the IR genociding a whole generation of Krogans? Yeah, I think so. I can't remember. It was it was something about like his death or something. It was it was like a really hard choice, you huh. know. I can't remember exactly. It might have been in the third game. I'm not sure. But, yeah, I think it's the third game. But, you know, I had to make some really, really fucking hard decisions, and it weighed on me, but it never got in the way. I mean, even though they didn't deliver in the end, throughout the game experience, it very much delivered because throughout the journey, when I came to those decisions, it, it really was hard to make them. It, it, was, it had a real weight to it and even then in between the decisions they didn't burden my enjoyment of it 
right? I still got to play the game, enjoy the game. It was just a matter of who was with me on the journey, right? Or how involved or how connected I was to a particular person based on my decisions in the game. That's good design, right? But things like design and infamous, it's a question of, it's a point of, it doesn't impact like how you play the game. You still play the game the same. You just have good or evil powers. But the decisions just don't fucking matter. They don't matter. They, they just don't matter, right? Because it ignores the bad ending and it's the only about the canon ending. So the decisions are just stupid. And then Dishonored, the good ending is the canon ending as well. And it's, t- it's two minutes of exposition. It's two fucking minutes of you're a good guy. You did the right thing. You know, over the outsider fucking explaining it over a voiceover. It's whack as fuck. You know, the game itself has the potential to be fantastic if you ignore the morality of the situation. However, again, I don't mind having tough choices like in Heavy Rain. They're really, really hard choices, particularly that fucking scene where like you have to saw off your hand or your finger or whatever yeah. the fuck. It is. Like, they're very difficult choices in that game. And it's a phenomenal game for it. Flaws you know aside and again disregarding mass effects complete butchering of its fucking ending the games are tremendous they're so fucking good and and the decisions in them are genuinely difficult to make so when you do it correctly and there's weight to it and it really matters then that's cool no it didn't matter in the fucking 15 minute ending or whatever the fuck but the other many 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 dozens of hours that i put into it it did so at least it mattered for the bulk of the time, just not in the end. As where, contrary to that, like with The Walking Dead, it didn't matter at fucking all, okay, at all, in any capacity. You could play the game one way, you could play it the complete opposite, it literally ends the fucking same, which is just nothing. It's a lazy, okay? It's basically a lie that the developer is telling you. It's putting a veil over you and acting, make, you know, having you play the game under the presumption that you just made a difficult decision, but you really didn't because the consequence was the same, right? So then you take, I just feel like unless you're going to implement choice correctly, like the examples I just said, Mass Effect ending aside and Heavy Rain, et cetera, then the better way to take it is like The Last of Us, where you don't dictate. It's just a game about hard fucking decisions. And to me, that is probably the most morally fucked up decision in a video game or any entertainment that I've ever fucking seen. Ever. And I didn't make that fucking choice. The character made the choice. It was still a hard choice. And it still lingers with the player long after you beat it, where it's like, fuck, would I have done the same? And to be fair, I think most people would have done the same fucking thing. Okay. If you don't, if you if you say otherwise, then you're a fucked up person. Though. You're a fucking liar, or you don't know what love is. Okay. Yeah, but so, you, but you know, for me, like, I kind of feel like the only way you can actually properly do a choice based game is like when you pretty much strip it down to just something like Heavy Rain. Like Heavy Rain can get away with it and actually succeed at doing it because the story doesn't have to end a certain way. Like, it can end with everyone dying and no one, mm-hmm. and the mystery is unsolved. Like, you, and so pretty much you have to, you can you have to pretty much make a game that's just choices. There's no combat. There's no, you know, going yeah, to other systems and, that it can, it, no, yeah. it has, 
like the system has to be that the player is going to be making choices throughout, and those choices will dictate what happens next in the story. I mean, I don't entirely agree with that because Mass Effect did it brilliantly up until the ending. No, Mass Effect never did it. Like, it still played the same way. It just, it was just very well written. Yeah, it played the fucking same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gameplay was the same. That's fine. It was just well written. Yeah, it was well written. Like, the gameplay can be the same. Whatever. I don't give a shit. It didn't get in the way of me enjoying the gameplay. The gameplay was good from top to bottom. It was irrelevant. It was... It was in spite of the choices that the game was still fun. But you could have still had choice, and had they not fucked up the ending so badly, the ending should have been big, and it should have been massive and sprawling, and it should have been like a fucking myriad of different ways that it could have ended, with certain characters alive and certain characters dead. You know, certain relationships that that had ended or, or blossomed. You know, that's what it should have been. You could have had both. They just didn't do it right. You know, so it's it's possible they just didn't execute. But I think the more solidified route is something like, you know, The Last of Us, where difficult choices are made, like the cannibal camp and the, and the morality behind those decisions and with David and, and the ending itself and other things throughout. I mean, they're fucking hard calls, but it's a hard world. You know, that makes sense. And it didn't need to have shoehorned moral shit and that's my problem with game design is like they're just there are things in modern game design that are just hot right now yeah and like for example oh you know it open fucking world every fucking game has to be open world and it just doesn't fucking need to be why why does every fucking game have to be open world there are so many games that are open world that just shouldn't be they have no right to be it's just stupid why 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 does everything have to be this way there's no fucking way yeah, like Forza Horizon. Yeah, I don't know. I can't fucking comment on Forza. I haven't kept up with Forza. I mean, look, I'm not saying... I'm not, I'm not shit-talking, like, the Forza series. Like, I heard they're really good racing games, but I don't know. Why, do you, why, do you, uh, why does a racing game need to be open world? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to comment on that because there could be really cool Maybe. elements to that. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. I'm not educated enough on that particular game or that series to, to say otherwise. But what I can say is that most open world design just compl- all it does is just rip from prior open world design and does nothing new nothing innovate innovative and it's basically just a ju- it's a lazy way of designing it's just like yeah, here so what, what, well what you're saying is like well we don't have enough shit for you to do we didn't like structure the game enough so like here here's a big area and here's some stuff just go make shit up you know, you know? perfect example of that Metal Gear Solid Five. Mm-hmm. That game is like, you want to talk about pointless open worlds? That is it, man. Because there really is no reason for that game to be open world. It's a big map with nothing to do, nothing to do, nothing to even see. Yeah, it's just just random soldier camps that you can like sneak in and sneak out. Well, That's it. What, what it is is it's like. It's a loop. It's a gameplay loop to get you to do the same shit you've been doing to build a base that you never visit or interact with whatsoever and don't give a fuck about. You don't really see much of a benefit from it. You don't really interact with the, the nitty gritty of, of what's going on. It's just sort of a mini game, you know. Um, and that's, that's a whole other fucking beast unto itself. Yeah. That is, but... 
my point is that games can be fun and and have choice you know but it just and, rarely fucking yeah. happens and you it know like rarely happens yeah and you know like think about the one your game i can think that actually does what you're saying like it does like what mass effect tried to do and actually succeed at is the witcher tree like it really is because you know some of the choices like you make in two do affect three and like the choices you make even in three do affect some of the stuff that happens there like you can like there's like a moment like at the end where all of your allies kind of come in together and help you out in this like very crucial moment and depending on the choice you've made these allies are there they're helping you and like their endings are different like when you get the actual ending to the game like it'll it'll like oh so because you like you helped this guy like remove genital warts you know and now he's been able to like fuck 50 bitches and like disease has gone down mm-hmm. in, the, in the lands stuff like yeah, that even that's definitely a thing <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> and even like the actual ending itself like what happens to Geralt is also very dependent on like some of the choices you make with uh, certain characters like you know, you, even your romance, like, all right, like, if you romance this person, like, you'll end up with them, and and you'll, like, live out your, the rest of your days, you yeah. know, fucking owning a vineyard with her or something. Yeah. So, I mean, or you, you can know, just be, like, a loner. Yeah, I mean, it, it's possible. The point is it's fucking possible, but it's, yeah. honestly, I, you know, it's all preference. In, in the, a lot of things are preference. For me, I prefer focus. I think... Because the problem is, as brilliant as Red Dead Redemption 2 is in many regards, narratively, it's one of the best games I've ever played. But the problem is, because it's so big, it suffers, like most open world games, from bloat. It has so much fucking bloat, and it buckles under the weight of its own rules. And this is why, where I introduce one of the greatest games of all time. God of War. Fucking Breath of the Wild. Oh. No, Breath of the fucking Wild. Breath of the fucking Wild, the king of open world. No game has ever... And I imagine it will be quite some time before they ever do capture the essence of what open world should feel like. Open world in the modern fucking era, that's what it is. That game is a fucking masterpiece. It will stand as one of the greatest fucking games to ever, ever exist. It is brilliant in so many fucking ways. It, one, it's beautiful. It's fucking, it's a work of art in motion. It is a beautiful, beautiful fucking game. It's vast. It's gigantic, much like Red Dead and, and many other open world games. But here's the thing. It is an absolute fucking joy to explore. It is an, a pleasure. Like Spider-Man, another ex- second son, like games that are just fun to explore. So fun to explore. Every fucking rock face, every mountain, every cliff, every building, every everything is climbable. Every single fucking thing in the game, if you see it, you can go to it. You can scale it. You can climb it. You can glide down from it. That it's a whole new element to gameplay. It's not, there's a real sense, kind of like Uncharted, where there's this whole element of verticality, which is a, a really innovative design choice back when Uncharted started out, particularly when they fucking f- pushed it to 11 with the second game. So Breath of the Wild, there's, it's so fun to explore because, you know, you have your horse and, and you're getting to where you're going and your little horsey, but 
even beyond that, there's so many areas, you know, you, you start out, you walk out on this plateau and it's, it's beautiful and, and you see your objective, dead fucking ass in the center of the map. Like, go fuck up Calamity again. And he's in the middle. He's fucking up this castle. Zelda's inside. Fuck him up. You could go there and beat the game in, in 45 minutes if you wanted. I mean, you're going to probably get your ass kicked, but you could do it if you want. But the game, oh, it's, 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 it's just... I fucking love it so much. Like, it will hold such a special place in my fucking heart. Because, always, you know, because, you know, the time I played it was a pretty fucked time in my life, you know, all the medical shit I was going through. But also, just the sense of freedom. I've never experienced such freedom in a game that wasn't like some fucking rust bullshit or, you know, something like that, where it's just really lack of design. So, the game is so vast and it starts out and it's like okay you know your objective it's clear as fucking day go fuck this guy up and there are maybe four or five like actual narrative required not even required quests that are in your main quest log throughout the entire game it's like okay game starts out talk to an npc whatever you're told there are four points on the map that's it the map is not revealed to you you don't know where the fuck any of this shit is or what what you don't know anything you just start out, and you just go. There's four things you need to go do. Talk to these four people. Again, you can ignore it entirely and just go fight them by yourself if you want. Like the Master Sword, it's entirely optional in the fucking game. You don't even need it. You know, it's up to you. It's I highly recommend it. But you could go through this game, dude, and ignore everything or do every fucking thing. And so they're like, there are four points on the map, so you could tackle them in any order, and they're entirely different. One area is called the zoras and the zoras are like fish people and link has like a romantic connection to one of the the heroes of this of this area uh one of the zoras there i can't remember her name and yeah link link loves him as he loves the fucking fish pussy do that mermaid shit so she used to be like a back in the old war before link was like in a fucking coma or whatever is how the game starts out for like a hundred years and then wake him up she was like one of these champions in the great war that like operated this big ass machine. And the whole goal of these areas is to like go back there and reawaken, reclaim the machines from calamity Ganon because they're like these big fucking creatures that can help to tether Ganon and make him more easy to fight. And it makes the game far more easy in the end. So you're again, you could go through and struggle like a motherfucker and beat it in 45 minutes if you want, or you can go on this huge heroic adventure and, you really feel like this fucking tremendous quest to become this great, great legendary hero that they uh, speak of you to be in back in your heyday. And so I chose to go on this vast, long, winding quest to to gather as much power and knowledge as I possibly could to make the fight for Ganon easier for me and more epic, to have more allies, to have more tools, to have more knowledge. And it felt rewarding. So... I go to the Zora area first, and I meet the fish people, and I, I become acquainted with the fucking Zora, and I do things for them, I do quests for them, and I, you know, the, like, they're being bothered by this fucking Lionel, which is like a big minotaur creature, and I gotta go do this, and I gotta go do that, and I gotta help these people, and, you know, do what I can to save their, their breed, and whatever, and blah, 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 blah. And then finally, I, I get to go inside of the Divine Beast. And the Divine Beast is this giant creature. It's also a fucking puzzle, dude. It's a huge moving puzzle. 
and it's the whole time it's like moving and you're shifting it and it's complicated and it's like a big dungeon and it's fucking awesome and there's like a sick ass boss fight at the end so and then you get a new power that totally changes how you play the fucking game and so then next i go up to um and they give me this special armor that allows me to swim upstream to access areas i could have never accessed because i wouldn't have the stamina to climb the mountain okay then i can go to death i go to death mountain and i can choose this in any order so i go up the mountain except it's too hot i'm burning to death i fucking pretty much melt i can't make it up so i find out i go to this local village and i find out there's a there's a potion that allows me to withstand fire for a certain period of time for like 15 minutes so i buy a few of them and make my way up this mountain and it's an arduous fucking journey i get to the top I finally meet the Gorons and I purchase some armor that allows me to withstand the sheer heat of the area. And how the environment interacts with you and your tools is tremendous to see. Like, for example, here it's so hot, it's 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 a fucking volcano, dude. If you pull out like a wooden bow, it will instantly catch on fire because it's so fucking hot. You know, there are just certain things you can and cannot do that that's interactive based on the environment you know another example is say like um if you use a steel bow however right it can withstand the heat and you pull out an arrow it will light the arrow on fire and then you can use it as a fire arrow weapon all right so just shit like that there's just so many ways to deal with situations and, and there are little dungeons, tiny mini dungeons scattered throughout. There's like 120 of them and you're incentivized to do it because there's puzzles and boss fights within and they give you more health or stamina. So you can either tolerate more combat and you're more durable in fights or I would encourage stamina, which allows you to explore longer and farther and you can see more of the world and explore more areas and access certain things you couldn't access and get bon bonuses and benefits and armors you couldn't get previously. Then there's an area up in the mountains and it's too cold and you have to fucking eat like chili peppers and shit to survive until you can find a way to get the armor that allows you to withstand the cold, you know? And then there's the fucking desert area called the Gerudo Desert and it's, it's hot. And if you don't have the right methods and heat resistant armors, you'll die of a fucking heat stroke. And then it's it's prone to electric storms because of this beast that roams the area that you later have to conquer. And so you have to, if you have like electric items out during a thunderstorm and shit, you'll catch, you'll fucking be electrocuted. Like if you have an electric, like a steel shield on your back and there's a storm, it will electrocute you. However, you can access an item later that allows you to be immune to the damage of electricity, but it allows you to act as a current to electricity. So you don't experience the damage, but you still get struck by by the lightning. So you can run into a group of fucking enemies, get struck by lightning, be immune to the damage because of the helmet, but yet electrocute the surrounding enemies. You can get on top of a fucking mountain and a snow-capped mountain, and you can surf down it on top of your shield. It's fucking incredible. It's incredible. You can paraglide off of big mountains, get to areas that you would have never fucking got to before. You know, so many just incredible, creative, dynamic ways to play. It never, almost ever tells you any of this. You just figure it out. You just do it. You're just like, I wonder if I could do this. You can light the ground on fire, the grass, and then parasail. You can paraglide upward and get a draft and then get get wind and fucking coast off flat ground from That's doing it. that. 
that's very important. You know, that's Breath of the Wild. I haven't played, but it sounds like so impressive. Like all the stuff they were able to do with that game, that it's kind of like pains me to know that no one else will probably ever t- think about doing the same thing again. Like, yeah, it's, I it's don't wild. see, I don't see any other game trying to replicate that yeah. kind of design philosophy. It, it, it's true freedom, not this bullshit where it's like, oh look, a big open area and it's really pretty, like Metal Gear Solid Five. It's, it's a big fucking desert. That's it. Yeah, cool. You can create like you can go out and capture eighteen thousand soldiers to create a big ass rocket to. For what? Who fucking cares? I don't give a shit. I'm going to use the little stealth pistol and the stealth sniper because it's Metal Gear Solid and I'm a fucking sneaky sneak sneak. And that's what I've always done, a sneak. So whatever. Yeah. And then you're going to okay. send your half-naked girlfriend with a sniper rifle that's... You just do the fucking work for you. <laughs> Exactly. So it's just bullshit. And lots of games operate under like, oh, we're an open world, so look at all the things you can do. Yeah, not really, though. Okay, not really. Once you play Breath of the Wild, every other fucking open world game feels like you're suffocating. It feels like you're fucking suffocating. You feel like you're just being held down and tethered and strapped and you can't fucking move. And you're like, what about this? What about this? What about this? And you can't do it. You realize just how limiting other games are. Like it, it, it's almost like I would say never, ever play Breath of the Wild <laughs> because it will ruin all other fucking open world. It's so hard. Like, games really, like Red Dead Redemption 2, it stands so high because the narrative is so good. Which, obviously, Zelda's is, is whatever. It doesn't matter, you know. But, like, it has to have something really special for me to give a shit. In Red Dead, it's it's by far the story. It's tremendous. But, for as far as, like, gameplay-wise, holy fuck, you will never touch Breath of the Wild. And another thing is, like, the Master Sword, which is iconic. You... I mean, it's a huge, tremendous staple throughout the series. But you can go the entire game and never, ever, ever touch it. However, based on like a random rumor, you it never tells you, hey, go do the Master Sword. Go, 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 go. Go right now, leave, do what you do. There's a fucking little point here, follow a little waypoint. Nope, never says it. I, I played the game in pro mode. I turned the HUD off. There was literally no HUD whatsoever in the entire fucking game. None. Imagine just seeing like a, a moving painting. That was that's what it was like for me playing the game. I had no HUD at all, nothing. I saw nothing. It was awesome. I loved it. I mean, I had to open the fucking map every like minute, but still, you know, it was one of the best experiences of my fucking gaming life ever. And with the Master Sword, it never ever ever annoyed me or told me. It just was in like a secondary quest, like, hey, you know, you could do this if you want, like, whatever. And that's it. And I'm like, okay. So I go there. And that's the thing. Once you capture these shrines, and they're all over the fucking place, which you're incentivized to do because you get more health or stamina, like I said previously, you can fast travel Red Dead Redemption 2 to any of these fucking previous points on command instantaneously. It's super fucking fast and efficient. It's, it's fantastic, you know? It's Because fan- it is a fucking game, and not everything has to be super-duper realistic because eventually you're going to break your own rules. You can't possibly, when a game is that big like Red Dead, you can't possibly not buck onto the weight of your own fucking rules that you put in place. So the reason Breath of the Wild is such a tremendous success and such a masterpiece is because there are so little fucking rules, right? 
the game's it's brilliant. The concept is brilliant. It just basically says, and this isn't new. Things like Rust and Daisy have been doing this for years, but not on such a scale where it says basically there are so little rules you can't break them. You can't break a fucking rule if it doesn't <laughs> exist, right? There aren't penalties. It's it's just freedom. It's true expressive freedom, and so like the Master Sword. You could forgo it entirely, or you could hear tell of this tiny rumor, get wind of it, and then venture out into the forest, into the unknown. And it, it's a fucking maze just to get there, you know? It doesn't expressly say, go to the forest, and you just walk in the forest. No, dude. You go up, and it's shrouded in fog. And if you walk through the fog, it, like, fucking, it's like, <laughs> and then it just kicks you out. Like, you're not, you're not worthy. And you have to navigate based on the trajectory of the fucking you know how like you go into eagle mode in Red Dead 2 and it like shows the wind trajectory yeah. of the track? It's like that. It'll show like the tracking of the flames. Like, oh, the flames are, are pushing this way. Follow this way. Right? And you just have to instinctually follow these paths to make your way deep into the forest. You get to the forest, you see the old tree, and it tells you of what you have to go through these trials. And some of them are pretty fucking tough to... Um, like some of them are stealth and some of them are combat and this, that, and the other. To the stealth one's particularly fucking annoying, to be honest. Uh, I hated that challenge. <laughs> Fuck, it's, it's notoriously shitty. But it's like a, you have to follow this little fucker and like save him. And if you get too close, he freaks out. It's, oh, it's, it's really annoying, I'll be honest. But anyway, once you do that, you get access to get the sword. But, but that's only half the battle. Once you have the sword, much like everything else in Breath of the Wild, it can be destroyed. Now, you don't lose it forever. It just gets depleted and has to recharge. Um, and I like this system. A lot of people complain about it and, you know, that things break. And, you know, but I didn't mind it. It was whatever. Things were all around. It encouraged me to experiment. I liked it personally. Uh, that way I didn't settle into one thing too quickly. But we, if you get the DLC, the Master Sword Trials, which I'd encourage anyone to do if they're playing the game... You go through a series of trials of which become, frankly, pretty fucking difficult. You cannot die one time or you have to start over. And there's three sets. One's like 15, the other one's like 15, and one's like 20. And they get harder and harder and harder and harder and harder. If you fail, you start from the beginning. There's three checkpoints throughout. There's like 45 trials. And you really can't fucking make mistakes. And it really, really is a test of your wits and your skill. Because it strips you of everything. You don't start with shit. You lose all your weapons, all your stuff, everything. You have nothing. You're naked. And it tries to test you to see how smart you are. How creative and inventive that you can be to get through these trials. And once you do, each time you get through a segment, and there's three, your master sword becomes... And then finally, once you do, it gets upgraded. And then in the end, it's extremely upgraded. And it's damn near impossible to break it. It takes forever. It's by far the most powerful weapon in the game. And it really does feel like the fucking master sword by the end. And then you can unlock the Hylian shield. And that's a whole other adventure. I mean, the game's incredible. I could, I could do an entire podcast on this game. I could do a series on this game. It is a masterpiece. It is one of the best games ever fucking made. And if that child inside of you has died i promise you this fucking game will resurrect it It will make you really feel that feeling again of of that sense of awe and wonder and discovery it is one of the most tremendous fucking experiences you will ever have in a game i love that fucking game like 
Every fucking, every bit of it. I love it. There's so little things in that fucking game that annoy me too. Because there are so little rules. Like there's so little that I can complain about. I, I Seriously, I could count on two fucking fingers. Probably, it's hardly anything. It's like there's some shitty fetch quests and whatever. You don't have to do them. It doesn't fucking matter. It's there. But that's a lot of open world stuff. I mean, it's great. I love it. And so either, and that's where game design really comes into play. It's like, if you're going to do open world, the less rules, the better. Period. Fuck, period. The less crap you burden the screen with, like, um, not just rules, but I would say objectives, right? Like the Arkham series hugely suffers from this. There's so much clutter on the map and the UI it's it's constant information overload there's way too much shit going on i get it he's batman he's got shit to do there's too many criminals too many activities too many riddler trophies and just way too much it's just clear you know textbook ubisoft-esque design where there's just a bunch of shit all over the fucking screen and just go do it go get it go see everything go do everything collect the thon and it's just so fucking annoying it drives me absolutely fucking nuts i hate it I hate that type of fucking design. I was so annoyed by with with Arkham Knight by the time I finished that fucking Batmobile can go to hell. Fuck that thing. You know? And yeah, so if you're gonna do open if you're gonna do open world, I would encourage you strongly, strongly to really ask yourself, does this rule need to be here? Does this honor system need to be here? Does this need to be here? Do we need that? Are these choices really choices that are worth making the player make? Do they have weight? Do they matter? Does it have substance and meaning in the end? If not, don't fucking do it. Just ask yourself if it's needed. If it isn't, throw it in the trash. And that's why Breath of the Wild is a masterpiece. Because it, it thinks, uh, do we need this? Do we need... No, okay, throw that away, throw that away, throw that away. Da, 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 da. That's fucking trash. Don't do that. And it just gives you a bunch of tools and it just says, go fucking nuts. It doesn't penalize you. It doesn't, it doesn't chastise you. It just says go. And it makes the world a tremendous joy just to play through. You know, it's just fun to get through it. Nothing feels like a chore. Just like for, the record, of, just for yeah. the record, guys, we are not being paid by Nintendo for this. this yeah, no, I fucking all. wish. <laughs> I wish. I'm not. Fucking, it's just that goddamn good. Just like God of War. Totally different type of experience, right? Game is way more linear. It's not linear entirely, but you get the point. It's more uh, like a Metroidvania type approach. But again, this is an example. It's a counter example where... It, it, too, says, you know, do we need this? Do we need that? No? Okay, throws it in the trash. Almost everything that's superfluous, it gets rid of. Nearly everything in that fucking game has substance. There's very, very little that is a waste of time. You know, it, it truly respects your time. It's a reasonable length. It feels big. It feels vast and, and, and weighty and, and really, really feels like this adventure without completely overstaying its welcome it never ever felt people bitch about the fast travel system i had no problem with it whatsoever like that game was an incredible achievement and it, like that's like the most unique uh, fast travel system and ever it, so and, yeah. and, and they did it so they would never have to break camera i mean how many fucking get that's a Birdman. <laughs> who's done Birdman in a game you know i have never seen it it's fucking never been done it's never been done the camera never cuts it never cuts. It's the fucking same from beginning to end. It's incredible. It's an incredible. Ju- Those are probably, honest to God, the two greatest games ever made. I really, really in my heart believe that. I really do. Because God of War, 
one, it's a fucking technical masterpiece. It's probably the most beautiful game ever made. Up there with Red Dead as well. But it is one of the most beautiful games that's ever been fucking created. And it's an absolute fucking joy to play. It is so fun. The combat is so great. It managed to completely reinvent itself while being totally fresh. Totally fucking fresh. That axe was so such a fucking joy to use. It was so great. I loved it. It's phenomenal. Especially and, because like coming out of like the the original series, like the chains of chaos, like it was such a iconic weapon for that series that yeah. like Everybody, it was always gonna be hard to like follow it up with something new, but they, they managed to pull it off with the Leviathan Nexus. Like it, it was so yeah, it was so unique. It was it was incredible. The the game's beautiful and again a, a total joy to play. The combat, you know, people complain there's not enough boss fights. You know, fair fair complaint. That's fair, but whatever. To me, the the gameplay itself was just such a fucking joy. And I played it on hard, and you know, I think you would agree, especially early on. That game's fucking tough early yeah. on. It's really tough early on, and just a complete and utter fucking joy to play from from top to bottom. The gameplay was just so fucking fun. It was challenging. It was rewarding. The RPG mechanics are are they're not intrusive and and completely time consuming, but still offer a little bit of choice and variety. I enjoyed it, and you know the fucking story was beautiful and great and touching, and also. Again, wasn't a chore to explore. It, I loved getting... I was excited to get in that little boat and row around <laughs> and just hear fucking stories from Amir and the exposition between Kratos and Atreus and shit. Like, it, I, I loved it. it. It was a joy. It never felt too time-consuming yeah. and cumbersome to get around. And, and, yeah. And you know what's, like, struck me, though? It's like, uh... Like, God of War, it, it has, like, its own little, uh, you know, collective time thing with Destroying all of Rhodes, yeah, Odin's yeah. ravens. I was like, I don't know if you felt this, but like by the time I was almost done with that game, I had almost all of them. I yeah, I had almost all of them. And like, it's surprising because like usually in those kind of games, like you only ever get you only ever get like half of them. If but that, like if that, that yeah. treasures come to mind. Yeah, but like in God of War, it kind of like felt like you always got a good way of knowing. Oh, yeah. Well, you could hear them. Yeah. That that was I thought that was really great. Like, here's what I fucking hate. And again, th- this right here is like a Bethesda 101 problem. And I'm so so motherfucking tired of it. Arcane, Dishonored, um, Uncharted's Treasures. I don't know about other players. I could just be a fucking crazy person. But I'll tell you what I'm utterly goddamn sick of in a game. And because I'm incredibly fucking obsessive. I'm super OCD type behavior. I'm just that kind of person. I'm fucking super perfectionist. I'm tired of games where much of the gameplay involves walking into a room and looking into every single goddamn motherfucking corner to scour every little collectible and in every little tiny fucking thing in, in fear that I may have missed something. I fucking hate that shit. I hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. I hate it. Like in Dishonored, a lot of my experience is like walk into a room. Okay, let me obsessively scan every inch of this fucking room. Granted, that's why Dark Vision exists. So it's like Batman detective mode. I just fucking stayed in detective mode the whole time in the first game. You know, I hate that shit. 
I don't want to feel like I have to obsessively scan through every room. It just feels like a chore. It feels like a job. I don't want to do that. I just want to go. Like, Zelda, it never fucking tells you what you missed. It's just like, oh, you didn't get that? Whatever. You don't know. You don't fear what you miss. You just did it, and if you got it, you got it. If you didn't, whatever. It's fine. It doesn't punish you for not checking every corner or telling you this or annoying you about this. There's probably tons of stuff I didn't see or know, and I would be none the wiser, you know? And I'm okay with that. But it's just being nagged and annoyed and bit like you're missing X amount of Riddler trophies and I fuck off. Arkham Knight is like the worst offender of all this. God, it's so annoying, dude. Like I, I just don't fucking care. And even Red Dead, like you're missing X amount of the like your fucking ch- 90 challenges. 90 fucking challenges? Really? Your idea of fun is me tapping X for 20 fucking minutes to get across the map? What fucking madman implemented this? It's just like somebody in the fucking marketing department demanded that it happen so that people keep hold of the game so that they'll won't trade it in and they'll get hooked on the fucking online and buy microtransactions or some dumb shit, you know? So I can't stand the shit. And that's why, like, with God of War, it never overstays its welcome. I platinum that game on hard, which I don't even think you need to do, do you? No, you don't. Yeah, I don't think you have to put a certain difficulty. But anyway, I beat that game on hard and platinumed it within, I don't know, maybe 40 hours, which I feel is a totally reasonable amount of time. Same with Spider-Man, which is also a fantastic game. It has a little bit redundancy on the side shit, but great game, great traversal, super fun. But God of War, technical masterpiece. Combat was tremendous. As a longtime God of War fan, I was very shocked at how well they pulled it off this story is one of the best i've ever fucking played the rpg mechanics aren't too intrusive and annoying they're they're light and engaging without being fucking completely overwhelming and time consuming which most of the time they are and you spend too much time in fucking screens also i love that there's only like 12 fucking side quests by the way thank you that's great i don't want to be burdened with like eight fucking million points on the map and they're sequential, so you have to do one before doing the other, if I'm not mistaken. And it doesn't burden you with all this crap. You there, There's a reasonable amount of things to do in the world without feeling like you're fucking choking to death. Because, I don't know, again, as a fucking obsessive completionist, I can't stand when there's a fucking map, but it's like, yeah, there's percentages in the game, but it's like, do this, do this, and what's brilliant about the game is it because of the mechanic with the snake, there's with this big serpent you can only access x percent of the game as you continue so it wasn't like okay you're out in the open world go fucking do everything now it's like i would do everything that i could possibly do within that segment of the game and then i would have access to more of the game and then i would unlock everything i could do within that segment of the game and so on and so forth you know so i never felt overwhelmed and burdened you know, again, this could be a unique problem to me. Maybe not everybody feels this way. I do. I can't stand it because all it is, it's lazy. It just basically says, okay, here's the deal. We don't understand how to design or structure things properly or really understand the term pacing whatsoever. So we just invented a bajillion things to do, like Bethesda, and just said, then we just vomited it out and said, okay, go nuts, you know. And then you just feel like it's a like Skyrim. If you go back and play Skyrim, I promise you, you'll feel this way. It's a giant fucking chore list. That's what the yeah. side objectives are. It's a big, 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 big chore list. Yeah, that's, that's why I haven't been able to go back to Skyrim. It's very, it's very hard. On console. 
yet. It's it's hard to do. It's hard yeah. to fucking do. You know, you, it's just a big list of bullshit. That's it. Like God of War gives meaning and substance to the journey and does it in a reasonable amount of time, not fucking Fallout's bullshit. $400 for 400 hours. I don't know what fucking people of you who play games who gets a hard dick about that. I don't. Mine goes immediately limp. 400 hours, that's four. That's 400 less hours. I get to live my fucking life and do fun things, spend time with my fucking dogs or my wife or what the fuck ever. Jesus Christ, come on, 400 hours? For fuck's sake, guys, you know? I'm frugal too, but my fuck. Like, I, I want to live my fucking life too. I don't want to live inside a fucking game, you know? See, I spent 140 hours in Breath of the Wild, but it was over a long period of time. And it wasn't because the game mandated it or told me what I was missing or what I needed to do. I did it because I wanted to do it. And that's the thing. It's inherited. It, it's the child in all of us. We don't fucking like do, doing what we've been told to do. We want to do exactly the opposite. We want to do it because we want to do it, not because we're told to do it. Okay? That's my fucking problem. It's the rebel within. You know? I don't want to do it because the game says do it. Then I just feel frustrated, and, and then I just feel like I'm being coerced into doing something I don't want to fucking do, okay? Particularly when it's not fun. But when the game doesn't tell me to do shit, then I want to play it, you know? So, I don't know. That's just my two cents, obviously. We've been fucking recording for two hours now. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably time uh, to, to wrap it up. But, yeah, game design. There's so much to fucking discuss. And, I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg, really. There's so much fucking more that could be said for it. But yeah, I honestly think less is more much of the time. Like Journey, that's, a, again, whole other discussion. One of the best games ever. Shadow of the Colossus. Again, another, another minimalist approach. Yeah. Fucking A, man. Or like, uh, Fury. Fury? I haven't played Fury. I should play it's that, awesome. though. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I love the aesthetic and the soundtrack. Sounds fucking great. But Hotline Miami, that's a good one, too. Um yeah, Limbo, and uh, you know, no, no, no. I mean, yeah, Limbo's great too. But I'm inside. I played that fairly recently. That was really I mean, good. It's the same game. So kind of. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's fucking really good. It's really, really. <laughs> great. That's some fucking mind fucker. You're right there. But uh, yeah, I don't. You know, there's there's a lot that could be said for for game design, and there's a lot. It, I don't know, man. I'm just too analytical. I'm too obsessive. So. It's hard for me to really get engaged and lost in a game. Like, you have to do a lot right. Or just don't do a lot of dumb shit. The more stupid shit you introduce into a game, the more stupid rules. I'm going to start taking note, and I'm going to tally that shit up in my head. And I'm going to ask myself if it's worth it. With Red Dead, it is. Because even though I ran it for the first 40 fucking minutes of this thing, both of us, it's those become so trivial as you progress through the game and you realize how goddamn masterful it is. And trust me, that didn't happen to me until recently, but it is it is the case. But lots of times, a game is just not worth your fucking frustration. It's not worth the, the irritation like Arkham Knight, which you totally warned me of. You totally told me, like, it's not worth the frustration. And it's fucking not. Holy God. Save yourself the fucking agony and go back and play fucking Arkham City or something if you really want to play it that fucking bad. And just watch a fucking video on YouTube of Arkham Knight. Probably beat it by now. It's been like four fucking years. But still, holy God. It's an absolute fucking chore to get through most most of the time, man. It is, man. It's like... And, I, it's, and it's part of the open world syndrome. Because, like, they have something really good with Arkham City where 
it was kind of like a tiny map. It was dense. With, though. It was dense. Super dense. Arkansas, it just went big. It was just went bigger, but <sighs> not bare. Tons more to see and do, but but all of them just got so tedious. Yeah, it, it's just really, really wore out its welcome. I mean, I'm just tired of it, man. I'm tired of playing games where it's 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 a giant laundry list of bullshit. It's a bunch of little tiny little points on a fucking map. And it's just bleeping constantly. And and that's who we are. Like we human beings, we just want neat we want to clean things up and tidy them up and, and create little bits of control and, and and sanctuary within fucking chaos. You know, so we see all these little bleeps. We're like, oh, we got to clean that up. Got to do that. Got to do that. And it becomes exhausting. It's exhausting. I just want to be free and have fun, you know. And, of course, yeah. I want to experience great narrative, too. So, I don't know. Yeah, I think developers like, really yeah. need to rethink shit. Yeah. And that's kind of like why, recently, I decided to buy Mortal Kombat X. So, because that game just caused through the bullshit. It's just like, it's just simple, as basic as it can be. Just it's about two ripping motherfuckers. Final. Spinal. 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 Dude, Spinal. I wish Mike Tyson was in Mortal Kombat. And when Sub Zero performs a classic fatality and rips his spine out, he's like, oh, Spinal. Maybe we can get him for Mortal Kombat 11. Let's... They should think about that. I mean, hey, yeah, they should. Like, why not? Like, they had Freddy Krueger for nine. They had I mean, He's pretty Jason. fucking terrifying. <laughs> exactly. Mike Tyson, that's their horror movie. Yeah, yeah. That's their more horror movie character, Mike Tyson. I can see it. <laughs> but he has to voice it. Exactly. Just like, t- just like a show. Just like his show, mm-hmm. Mike Tyson's Mysteries. Yeah. All right. We are at the two hour mark, two hours and one minute. So I believe we're going to wrap this one up. Yeah. Hopefully, you guys didn't uh, blow your brains out. Yeah, that was long. That was a lot of bitching. That was like an hour of bitching and like an hour of praising the fuck out of Zelda. It got yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. It was like. The first hour it was the less shit on Red Dead for a, for an hour, and then the second I'm half sorry was. Sorry about that. It's like I feel uh, let's, bad let's because give. the game. I feel bad a little, but it's like I don't fucking. I meant everything I said. Everything I fucking said, I stand by every single bit of it. It's just really and truly, despite what it sounds like, because I know the ratio is all fucked up here. The game is truly fucking amazing. Yeah, like I'm starting to finally see that. It it just it took time. It took time to grow on me, but fucking Christ, as it as it has, it's it's really, really, really fucking great, really great. But yeah, rock stars, they're definitely like amazing writers. They got amazing yeah, writers. Yeah, they they have some fucking phenomenal writers, but they need to trim the fucking fat. Definitely yeah. trim the fat. Nakey Jakey, Nakey Jakey, that motherfucker had it right in that video. Shout out to Nakey Jakey. Shout out to Nakey Jakey. He's fucking great. Nakey Jakey got it right when he was talking about. Uh, you know, they, they really need to rethink their design. Some of their structural design, some of their the way that they tackle mission design and open world philosophy, they need to really reanalyze things before they release their next shit. And I think that's why, in retrospect, Max Payne 3 is really great. Because it's it's more narrative-driven. Yeah. Because they they really just, like, sat down and just focused on one thing, which was the yeah. shooting mechanics. Yeah. Yeah, it's really great. Anyway... We could fucking go another hour or two. So we'll wrap it up. Thank you for suffering through these uh, two and some odd hours, everybody. Yes. All right. 
See y'all. There you go. Take care.